0: Lord, as we come before you in this time of prayer, um, as we say we know that you um, are here with us and that you see us, that you hear us, that you love us, uh, and so we offer to you this, this time um, so that we may um, pray well, give you the affections of our hearts, um, and enter really into dialogue uh, with you and consider you above all things. Um, Today, we reflect a little bit upon um, the nature of work. We had, this week was kind of marked by Labor Day on Monday. Labor Day, a day where we celebrate work, maybe, by not working. Um, But uh, it's the kind of unofficial end to summer. But that um, Labor Day, you know, it's interesting because here in America, we have Labor Day. Um, Whereas Labor Day in countries in Europe is usually on um, May 1st, and May 1st is, um, in the church, the Memorial of St. Joseph the Worker, right? And so in a particular way, we ask um, St. Joseph uh, to pray for us, and we look to him as an example of, of work, and work um, well done. You know, work is part of, um, it's part of creation. When, when we work, any work we do, um, we, we participate in God's creative power. Um, that that the Lord um, gives us this this share. Like God works, God creates, um, and God um, creates all of all of everything. Right, right in the first page of the Book of Genesis. God creates all the different, the, the light and the darkness and the, um, the sky and the earth and the land and the sea and the whole thing and populates it with the birds and the fish and, and the stars and the sun and the moon. And, and finally, um, the crowning of all creation is humanity, that God creates humanity after his own image um, and likeness. But that humanity is then set in the garden, um, and is is told to to um, subdue the earth and and to work. Um, that we, um, the Lord God, took man and put him in the garden to till and keep it. Um, that that like man was put in the garden and told like you got a job to do. You have you have work to do, and this is the state of 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 happiness. This is pre fall, right? Work after the fall becomes. Um, difficult it becomes a burden that's kind of it's it's taking something that is is good and was a blessing that we get to share in god's creative power we get to share in god's governance over all of everything he created and then it becomes uh, a burden it becomes something that's that's toilsome that is where um, where then after the fall that uh, God, God says, like, but in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, right? Um, thorns and thistles, the, the earth is going to curse to the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, right? So that, that work becomes a, a burden after the fall, but that's not so. That's not how it was originally intended. Rather, work was a blessing. It's a, it's a share in God's creative power. Uh, and that any work that we have to do, we should see it in that way. That work has a certain dignity um, and that we definitely um, can share in in God's plan. And, you know, how much do we see that? There, there are so many who, um, during a, the time of things being shut down, um, were, were unable to go to work. And, and it's more than just being unable to earn money. In fact, a lot of, a lot of businesses... On account of um, you know different government subsidies and whatever were able to continue to pay their employees even though they couldn 't work but there 's something about working like we want we want to work we we want to participate in that um, that plan of God I have a certain dignity now I want to be able to work it 's not as much about the money as, as a human being who just sits around on the couch all day um, doesn 't feel like they're they 're achieving their Potential it doesn't feel like they um, are doing what they were, were created to do. We were put in the garden and we were given a task do this, you know, um, till the land, take care of this, order it all. Right? It's, um, it's a gift that God gave us, and so we should see work as, um, as a gift. Saint Jose Maria at the beginning of his second little book, um, not at the beginning, but in his chapter on work, in his second little book called uh, The Furrow, or just called Furrow, um, says, Work is man's original vocation. It's a blessing from God. And those who consider it a punishment are sadly mistaken. The Lord, who is the best of fathers, placed the first man in paradise, ut operar etor, so that he would work. Right? God is God's a good father. Yeah, you know, I, I remember growing up, and I've shared this story, I think, a few different times, um, that I remember, like, uh, growing up, and it was the first day of summer vacation. It was, it was a Saturday. It was the first day of summer vacation. I had plans. It was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and I was going to go ride bikes with my friends, and that, that was the plan. That was, that was, <laughs> I was going to go ride bikes, and... Um, and it was it was gonna be a good day. Look at summer break. I mean, how how, how much better could it get, right? I remember my father saying, "Yeah, well, look, why don't we just do a little little work in the upstairs hallway before?" you, Like, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, you want to go do that? Fine, no problem. You know, let's but let's let's get a little little something done with this hallway, You know, okay, um, gotta patch up some of the walls or something or um, clean up some oh, cleaning the walls, right? Cleaning the walls like oh, cleaning is not gonna do it. We gotta repaint it, right? You gotta got to paint those. This is my first day of summer break. What are you doing? He's like, yeah, no, we'll go to, we'll just go to Home Depot. We'll get the paint. We'll come back. We'll mix it. it, No, don't worry. You'll, you'll still ride bikes later. Right. Um, and I remember being just so frustrated that this was a, this is a a burden, um, that I wanted to go. I had big plans. Um, but that there's, there's little, there's things we got to do. And my dad being home on a Saturday and now I'm home and, um, that it kind of set a, a certain tone that we got work to do and we have to care. We've got to care for our house. we got to care for these things. Um, I saw it as a terrible burden, um, an infringement upon my freedom as a um, child on summer break, but uh, that there is a greater freedom in being able to participate in custody of the house and care of the house. And, um, and there were many more summer breaks where we did projects on the first day or two um it became and now i do the same thing but um whatever a day off here at the parish becomes a day to get a lot of projects done um but there's some because we see there's something good in that we have we have a an ability to share in the governance of almighty god who governs our parish god does but we can share in that through our work through um taking care and being attentive and at this work um should be offered to God, that we have the opportunity, on account of our baptism, um, we share in the common priesthood um, of Jesus Christ. Meaning that when we we're baptized, we are all baptized to be priest, prophet, and king. I'm not the only priest here in this church. Um, that we are all share in the one priesthood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one priest, and we all share in his, um, in his priesthood. And that on account of that, on account of our baptism, we all offer sacrifice to God. Now, the ministerial priesthood that I, um, I share in is, um, is different, and it's a difference in, in essence, not only in degree, as the Second Vatican Council teaches. So it's an essentially different thing. Um, but I still have my baptismal priesthood, and you, everyone else here has that same baptismal priesthood. Um, and in that, what does a priest do? A priest offers sacrifice. And so on account of our baptism, we can offer our work to God. Um, and that that's how, how do we sanctify our work? Well, we do it well, and we offer it to God, um, that we, we every little thing that we do, um, we see that this is able to be offered to God. I'm doing it out of love for God. I love um, the example of this, the classic example of this, is um, a story of, of Someone who came upon three different men doing all the same work. They were all doing the same exact thing. Three guys on the same job. And um, they're, they're breaking rocks um, on a hot, sunny day. And came up to the first one and said, well, what are you doing? And he said, can't you see? I'm sweating to death out here. I'm slaving away. Um, this is miserable. Breaking these rocks, right? Okay. And goes and talks to the second uh, man there. Well, but what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm working to provide for my family. So a bit of a smile. You know, I'm, I'm providing for my family. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this job. I'm doing it in order to provide um, for my family and to, to care for them, to earn a paycheck and be able to bring it home and provide for them. Okay. Goes to the third man. Well, but what are you doing? And the third man um, says with, with a glowing smile and, and total serenity, I'm building a cathedral for God. Right. The same exact work. But how do we how we view it and how we do it is either I'm slaving away or I'm doing to provide, you know, for a good natural means providing for my family or I'm building a cathedral for almighty God. Right. And and when we see our work in that way. And the work that's done then with love I, on these big Gothic cathedrals, you have gargoyles usually up at the top, or you have other details or carvings all the way up at the top. They're like nobody sees. Nobody's gonna see that. No one's gonna see that you, you know, gave the gargoyle a little bit of, of you know, hair in the back, and it's very precise and whatever. Like, no one sees that, um, but God does, because you're not you're not doing it for. Um, we don't do it for the, the acclaim. We don't do it for praise, for popularity. When we work, we work out of love for God. And, and God sees. And so we offer our work. We're able to offer our work to God out of love. Um, we're able to do it well. You know, that, that is something um, that people said about our Lord. What did they say about our Lord? He did all things well. He did all things well. Just think about how, like, when our Lord was working with St. Joseph, you know, he spent 30 years in silence before his public ministry. And at whatever age, then he would have started working, five, six, whatever. So 25 years spent as a carpenter um, and just working with with attention and with love. Uh, He did all things well. How would the Lord—he was a carpenter— And so how would he have done that? Like, how would he have built um, this particular house? How would he have built, you know, um, table or whatever it was? You know, how would he have done these things? Um, Doing them and offering them to the Father, right? The Son offering them to the Father. Well, we share in the the Sonship. We've been adopted sons and daughters of God the Father. We share in this one Sonship of, of the Son of God. And so therefore, we can offer our work to the Father. And do we really see that when we're doing our work and we're going about it? Like, I'm offering, I'm offering this to you, Lord. I, I, as, as a son or your daughter, I'm, I'm offering this to you. I'm doing this out of love for you. No one's going to notice when I cut corners. Um, I don't have to. Um, no, I could get away with it, right? We can use the cheap stuff and no, no one will notice. Um, but you, God sees all things. And so we work. when we work, we work out of love. Um, now we can't let that love become perfectionism, right? Because even perfectionism is just trying to work to please myself. I want, I want this to be perfect. I want it to be absolutely perfect because of my perfectionism. I want it to be done well out of love for almighty God. Um, but not out of a type of, of, perfectionism where I become, um, just so concerned with, um, kind of doing it my way and what I want, um, but that we offer it, we do the best we can. Lord, I'm going to do the best I can. And what I have to offer is always going to be imperfect. But I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to give my best. I'm not going to cut corners. Because I'm offering it out of love to you. Um, I mean, I, again, just using the family example, right? Because we're offering this not just to, to the unknown God. Sharing in the sonship of Jesus Christ, we're offering it to the Father right? When my, if my mother asks me to do something for her, I kind of do it with a little bit more attention than, I, hey, I should do things well for everyone. But like with my mother, like I, I know that this is for my mom. And so I, I better do it well, right? Or my father, I'm doing something for my father. I better, I better do it well, right? He, um, uh, just like a couple of weeks ago, my father's like, hey, we need to get some crucifixes for the new office that he's working in, and you have something, like, yeah, I have some stuff lying around, but that's not going to do. Like, let's, let's go online, let's find the right thing, let's get it, let's do it, let's do it well. All right, this is my dad asking me for, for a crucifix example, uh, uh, um recommendation. And so we can't just pick any old thing. It's not going to do. We've got to do it well. I, I, can't, I can't give my dad some um, half-done half done work. Um, and so we do our work and we do it well because we're offering it to the Heavenly Father. We're offering this to our Father. We're offering it with a priestly soul; it becomes a um, it becomes our sacrifice. Now, human work. This is the, the blessing of human work. God, God has blessed um, our work. He He blesses um, He blesses us, and He raises. You know, work has a um, a place in the divine plan. And so, in the Mass, we. Um, we pray um, at the offering, at the offertory. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, um, for through your goodness we receive the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Um, and, and then same with the, with the chalice and filled with wine. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we receive the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine, and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Now take these two things that we use for the holy sacrifice of the mass, bread and wine. Um, Bread and wine are are this beautiful combination. Just think about it. They're this beautiful combination of uh, a natural gift, right? Um, And so you have wheat and you have grapes. But we don't just take a piece of wheat. Right, I don't, I don't go out and get a, a, a. I don't even know what wheat looks like. Actually, being a city boy, I've, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen unharvested wheat in my life. Um, but like, we don't just go out and grab grab some kind of unharvested wheat and do that. It has to be made into bread, fruit of the earth, and work of human hands. That there is already that natural cooperation which is necessary for the mass. Without human work, there's no Mass because it takes work to turn wheat into bread. It takes work to turn grapes into wine. Um, that what we offer in the Mass is the fruit of human work, right? And so you don't get to have the Mass without having our participation in the preparation of the Mass. Um, that, that the dignity to which our Lord has elevated human work in that way um, and made it kind of so much a part of the plan, um, a part of the whole sacramental order, um, like baptisms, sure. waterfalls from the sky, right? That's a um, piece of cake. Um, oil is a little, bit, a little bit harder to get your hands on. But, um, but bread and wine for the, the most blessed sacrament, for the holy sacrifice of the mass, like the sacrifice of Christ on the cross is not made present to us here without human work uh, lending to its preparation in making the bread and the wine. And I, I fear that sometimes these things have become so automated. Now, it's important because they are governed, right? It's the bishops who have the authority to govern the production of the bread and the wine used at mass, to be sure that they're legit bread and wine and not um, imitations. Um, but it, these things have become so mechanized. Like, I have no idea. I, we actually get our, um, we get our hosts that I use on the patent from, from nuns in Pennsylvania. Um, they actually called them, I'm supposed to call them back um, a couple of days ago. Whoops. Um, but they, um, we get our hosts from them. And, um, and so these nuns, they make them with, With love, Uh, and it's it's their work. Now I don't think they do all the farming though. So even that, where do they get um, the the materials for that? Right? Somebody is somebody right now is growing grain that will become one day the body of our Lord. Right? That will be changed into the body of our Lord. And there's some vineyard, you know, somewhere that here are these grapes that somebody's going to take them and suppress them and do whatever they do and let them ferment. And then that will be the matter, which is then offered in sacrifice and is changed into um, the blood of God himself. Like what a dignity our our Lord raises work to. And that there's no mass without without this this human work. Now we, in a spiritual way... um, in the mass, should offer our own work as well. All the things we do, you know, that the work um, that we, we offer the bread and the wine, and that's actual work, and that's actually what's being offered. But we should unite in the mass all of the work that we do. So we do it out of love for God, but also we we put all of our intentions and all of our all of our work and everything we do. Um, we want that offered as well. And, and have I done it? You know. The poor fellow at the, um, the grape-growing vineyard where they make the altar wine, like, if that guy's slacking off. Like, hey, don't you realize how important these grapes are and what's going to happen to them and however long it takes? Don't you realize how important this grain is? We're using this for the sacrifice of the mass. Well, hey, don't I realize how important preparing a meditation well is? It's, um... It's being you. It's my work. This is my work. I better offer it, and the same intention and love um, that I would expect from the person working at the grape growing thing that eventually becomes our altar wine, um, which then is changed into the blood of our Lord. I should put that same love into every daily thing that we do. Our work with love. Um, we do it, you know, here now. Odie et nunc, like today, now. That we do it with um, with attention, attentiveness. It's all being offered to our Lord. Um, the dignity of human work. Like, this is our, our vocation. We have to see our work as part of the divine plan. And so, Lord, we, I mean, we ask you, Lord, we should talk to you about our work. It should become a part of our conversation. It's not like, oh, well, when I pray, I just, I... Um, I just kind of have my thing and then I'll go off and I do other stuff, right? And so um, we should talk to our Lord about this. We should, um, we should ask his, look, Jesus was a good worker. And so we should ask his opinion on these things. We should ask his advice when we talk to our Lord. I got to do this today. I have this to do. You know, um, what should I do with this? The same way, you know, I, I do. I ask other priests advice on different things. He had some good advice. How should I do this? How should I handle that? Well, the first person each of us should get advice from in any of our daily work is our Lord. And so part of our conversation with with you, Lord, has to be about our work. We should bring it to you. You don't want that to be just a a separate part of our life that we hold back from you. Rather, our Lord wants to be involved in every moment, in every little aspect. He wants us to, to turn to him and ask his advice. He wants to teach us how to offer our work well. He did all things well. And so he wants to teach us how to do our work well, how to appreciate it, how to love it, how to not see it as just breaking rocks, slaving away in the sun, but that each and every task that we do um, is a cathedral for God. So just even the small little ways that we, work, we can work with love, the small little details, paying attention to those, those details um, out of love, It's little things, and no one may ever notice, but um, we pay attention to these little things out of love, um, out of love for our Lord. And uh, a particular model of this for us, um, we should always turn to Our Lady. Um, You know, it's the the story of whenever we pray through our through the intercession of our Mother. um, Like a good mother, she kind of cleans up. There's there are plenty of papers and projects that I handed in throughout school that probably my mother should have gotten the grade instead of I. You know, maybe she, she, I kind of have this idea, and I'm like, here, Mom, I'm going to hand this in. She's like, well, let's fix that. <laughs> you don't go give that to the teacher. That's not going to work out. So we're, we're going to fix that up, right? Um, or uh, it kind of like, again, the, the story that sometimes we offer um, like this, this apple that's maybe uh, had, some, had some bruised spots and has a worm in it and whatever. And that's like my normal prayer. We give it to our lady and she'll, she chops it up, gets rid of the worm, <laughs> gets rid of the bruised parts, puts it on a platter <laughs> and offers it to our Lord. It's still my apple, but she kind of cleans it up for us. And so um, all of our work, if we talk to our lady in it, um, she, like a good mother, she kind of tidies it up and she, um, she helps us with that. Uh, today is the um, memorial of the holy name of Mary. Uh, our mother's name is is holy. So we, um, we should ask her in a particular way to, to help us to work well, um, to work with love and attention. And in all that we do before we kind of have a finished product, we should give it to her and let her clean it up and let her um, help us to, to make it better. Um, doing it all out of love. Mary teaches us uh, how to work entirely with love for her, her son. Just think how, how our lady, like Mary knows Jesus is God. So how would she have just done the smallest little things in the house out of love for him, right? Because she's doing them out of love for the one that she knows to be both God and man and, and her son, right? That's, that's a perfect trifecta. Um, and so, so our lady, how would she have worked and how could she teach us how to let everything we do um, be that model of of love and an act of love. And so um, we ask our mother to pray for us uh, and to to help teach us how to work well out of love uh, for our Lord in all things.